It was it was delicious. I always ask because Mahudu is quite tricky. Yeah. Uh, Every sipo. day is a new uh, pot. Sipo, please speak into the mic. Oh, okay. Time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A bit closer to the mic. Yeah, the Mahudu was. Yeah, I can sleep now. Yeah, yeah it's I like must. it's like having lunch and then you need another lunch break just to digest <laughs> the lunch you just yeah. had. I must take up almost on that idea to have a mattress on Mondays too. Yeah, just for us or lehoho. You remember the old days? The lehoho. I used to have a a thing, lekans, lekans. Yeah, because you know you got the nice tree here, the shade. We got the beers, Larry. We we're, we're gonna go live, so. <coughs> uh, and I asked for questions so that my PR team can prepare me. Four, more. three, two, one. <laughs> we are live. I don't even have the questions myself. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Larry. <laughs> yeah, uh, welcome to another session. Uh, a pint with uh, Barman Larry. Um, as I said in the previous, um, is it episode? Yes. Yeah, we we're literally telling a story of um, call it ordinary South African who who like to have a pint or two uh, in, in in the company of friends. Um, we're not necessarily targeting mobile bars. It's just ordinary people who who like to have a pint. Um, who love a pint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who love a pint. So, uh, today, we are, is it Jersey South? Yes. Yeah, Jersey yeah. South. Uh, we, we're we chilling at the mobile kitchen. Um, yeah. World class. Very legendary for the Amukhodi we just had. Um, yeah. None other than uh, Gaulo Street Food. Um, we're chilling with uh, the owner here, uh, Mr. Mplongo. German himself. The legend, legendary Sipo yeah. song. <laughs> also known uh, as Njomani. You'll have to explain why he got that nickname. Njomani. It's not yeah. a nickname. And also Braspex. Oh, Braspex. Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, you don't want to know about Braspex. <laughs> Oh, German is not your nickname. No, it's not a nickname. What do they call it in Zulu? Uh, it's Tagazel. German is Tagazel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Like Zwane Mangate type yeah. of thing. Oh, okay. Like yes. Oh. So all them Trongos, uh, yeah, are referred to as in German. Oh, okay. Uh, if you like, you can say Pepe. Okay. Uh, yeah, Romo. There's, there's all these uh, other Makate, Ma, you know, they, they are. The, they were brothers, Makate, Ma, Pepe, Mlong, yeah. Sipo, are you Zulu? I didn't know you were uh, Zulu. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Bantu. Okay, not like Zulu, like uh, our famous Mangoa. Uh, no, I'm Bantu. Uh, <laughs> it's difficult for me to say what, uh, you know, bring it down above uh, below being bantu because yeah. uh, i'm we are all mixtures when i follow my lineage i find guti, it's all mixed up so uh, this thing of guti, you must go with what your father is also doesn't make sense to me because he ran away before i was born so uh, yeah i don't have a, so i go above uh, being uh, even nguni uh, yeah i'm bantu it's like culture. Eh? What do they call it about culture? It is a curse from the ancestors. Yes. So you always have to live up to somebody's way of doing things when you can actually set up your own culture. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just true. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, your mobile kitchen. How did it come about? The history behind it. Uh, what made you decide, you know, to follow? Um, what it has become today. So, so before you answer that, I just want to tell the audience if they're hearing the odd uh, dog, Buffy, uh, or the lawnmower, we are actually sitting outdoor in the mobile bar. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's on the street, a street corner. 
That's why we had street Kaolo. You can hear a plane fly. Uh, so just know that we are outdoors. Beautiful, uh, sunny day. Nice and cool weather. But yeah, Sipo, to you. Uh, Kaolo Street Food started in uh, 2018. Uh, how it came about, uh, actually, uh, is around that period, 2017 uh, or so, I had a client, or it, it wasn't a client, it was a friend, uh, Chris Lichod. He's uh, actually now a part of Fat Cats Athletics. Uh, I know him uh, before even Sitle was born. Yeah. So around that time, he was working for the Chamber of Mines, so he was given a project to start a wellness thing for the uh, for, 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 for the Chamber of Mines. So he approached me uh, saying, I see you are with Fat Cats. It's a sport, sporting organization. So I, I want to do something about uh, this uh, a wellness thing for for, for uh, idea for the company. So he gave me a brief. Then I uh, came back with uh, an idea. I, con- I also roped in Spew and Gossi uh, to say... Uh, how can what what can we come up with uh, around running for the company? So we came up with an idea to uh, have the company register for races, all the popular races, but like five fun the the ten five ten k. If there's somebody who wants to do more in the company, they can. And then we cater for them. We create a VIP area at the race, just like clubs, uh, running clubs do. But this was a for, for for the chamber of mines. And then the employees we would register them uh, to the race but just a full-on service where we register the, uh, the, the all the employees that are interested and then we deliver the register like a vip race attendance uh, 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 situation so, yeah and then we <laughs> you know, bring them a key yeah. and then we would pray for them uh, after uh, the race so uh, it went on for almost a year and then after a while, Chris, the, the same person, acquired a trailer for his wife uh, to do say, food, uh, yeah, whatever food business. But uh, I think it didn't work out for whatever reason because it's not as easy. It looks fancy yeah. and like, you know, these food trucks and whatever on TV. But the work behind and getting it to produce the food is hard work. So yeah, it, it, it takes hours yeah. to peel a potato. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't work <laughs> out. So potatoes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this, everywhere. this trailer that uh, uh, you didn't know what to do. He said, yeah, "Yeah, you are providing us with this catering service. Here's a trailer. You love making food." And at that time, you know, I always had an idea of uh, creating my passion into a business, uh, the, the the food thing, my love for food and whatever. But I was intimidated with the whole idea of a restaurant. I don't have funds and whatever. And just the idea of a restaurant was daunting. So I thought the trailer might be a good start. Uh, it's uh, easy, easier than you know a, a, a proper restaurant, uh, the capital outlay and all those things. So then I acquired uh, the trailer and then I continued servicing a, a chamber of mines with this and studying uh, to look at uh, working at the events and uh, started a, a market or two going there. Yeah. So Is, is this the trailer? Th- yeah, this is the very same trailer that I got from uh, uh, Chris Lichot. Okay. Um, now, coming to the logo, how did that happen? Did you design it yourself? Because I hear your uh, logo design extraordinaire. Uh, not extraordinary. Uh, he even wakes up at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I did design this logo. Uh Stick, stick to the mic. <laughs> uh, I designed the logo. At, uh, I think it must have been around 3 a.m. <laughs> Again. Uh, okay. yeah. yeah, I just came up with it. In terms of the name, uh, I like, I like uh, practical names, uh, but uh, 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 African name, Kasi name, so I went through several names, the jaw, it didn't sound that, uh, you know, uh, but the Akaolo uh, stuck to me. And then I was on the spelling because you can use a W, there's so many ways to spell it. So I went with the G-A-U-L-O. 
That's interesting because, you know, Kaolo. Yeah, how do you spell it? It's because it's, it's a Kasi lingo. So Kasi yeah. lingos always have to like invent their own spelling, as I would say. Or it would go with uh, if, for instance, you are a more of a Mosoto, you would you you'll use this. You can use the O A to to create a W. Or yeah. if you are more, I, I suppose Nguni, the A U. My I don't know, but. Uh, it's you can always as go. long as it uh, when you read it it sounds and well, however you spell it, it as long as it sounds ke, ke kaolo, yeah. and it's a kaolo ke kaolo in soto in sizulu uh, 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 or whatever language uh, 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 ethnicity you might be from kokasi ke kaolo ke kaolo you laugh for for food and cooking, uh, how did it come about? Is it something that you always had, or did Actually it come? It is. It is. Uh, when I started thinking about it, when did I start liking cooking? I go back as far as when I was about probably seven-ish, eight, nine. That before ten, mm. I remember. Uh, I I grew up in Kahiso, Kolusham. So. My home was a shepin, uh, and uh, my best friend was living uh, front opposite. So uh, my home always was filled with people. So to take time out and relax or run away from the chores, I would go to my friend's uh, house. Sometimes there would be nobody. My grizawa and aspana go bullbrand Kruger stop. So I think he, she used to get a discount. Maybe. <laughs> oh, one tin a month, yeah, maybe. That, no, there were lots of them. So, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. we would, yeah, we would uh, cook. <laughs> like my Lipinki, yeah. his little sister. So, I would uh, take over the cooking because I had, oh, I was sort of interested. We're the same age, me and him. The sister was like maybe three or four years young. Uh, and I would cook whatever the, 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 Bull brand corned meat, beef, uh, yeah. we call it. And that's how it started, sort of. And uh, at home, when my aunt or anybody was making uh, food, I was always interested. Okay, sipopila or greater tamati. And then it started the tela, more the thing I crave. And then from there, before you know it, I can make gravy. Started experimenting. Yeah, by the time I was in my teens, I was, uh, yeah, I was a Michelin chef. I, I was cooking. <laughs> who, who loves peeling as well? Yeah. To this day, you're still peeling. Yes. Uh, unlike these people who will sell you potato chips and it's frozen. But yeah, there's actually yeah, potato pills. Um, there's a difference in the taste. Yeah, a, a freshly peeled uh, a, a potato. Oh, here uh, we go. He's, this guy's going to tell you like the, about the potato grades. Uh, yeah. And uh, a cultivars. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know this until I, I started, uh, especially the uh, way, way I needed to make uh, chips. When I started, I was just buying any potato. But I realized that some potatoes either quick, cook quicker and they make a nicer chip. Sometimes it's not. Then I realized that the in terms of cultivar, for the chips, the slab chips, for the quarter, for the quarter and uh, uh, the kind of chip that I want to make, uh, the potato that works is Mondial. There's Mondial, uh, there's Montana, there's several that are, are, are sold in South Africa. But are this just a name or is it a, a name of like, how can I put it? It's the name of the cultivar. Like for instance, with apples. What's a cultivar? It's like with apples, there's like the different ones. Even you, green, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's the, uh, uh, the the green apple, but within the green, the ones that look green to the eyes, there's like your golden delicious, I think, yes, Granny yes. Smith. Yes. You see, th th those names are the cultivars to tell you what type. Okay. So even with potatoes, there's that. Even with tomatoes, when you you can see the different ones, each one has a name. Okay. Uh, so we use a uh, mondial and, and it happens to be because of i prop i think of demand it's mm -hmm. the most uh, expensive uh, of uh, the potatoes uh, there's another one called sifra it can make 
chips, but they don't come out as crispy. It's tricky to cook. You you know you have to be a technician to make a potato a nice potato chip with it, but it's cheaper. So, so what is the best for those who are sitting at home? They are now going to take notes. What is the best chip potato brand to make the best slug chip? No, it's not about necessarily the brand. Not the brand, because yeah, it's the, the cultivar uh, for 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 the chips that will make the best quarter, like we do here at Gaulo Street Food. Mm. You have to use Mondial. Mondial. Yes, it cooks faster. It makes a nice uh, a chip that's not so mashy inside when yeah. it's crisp outside, but it's nice and soft uh, in the inside. But not so much like mash. I can't. Uh, 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 explain the texture, but you know, if you've tasted the food here, you you th- that that's what. Yeah, India I've does. had a couple of slay queens here. Uh, which are yeah, some <laughs> of the names of his quarters, those unique names. And the legendary Mohodu. Yeah. yeah. Um, each time, yeah, I think I've had Mohodu. I've also had the fish. Yeah, you uh, uh, you've had uh, my grilled uh, hake, which I haven't been making uh, uh, for a while because. Of uh, things like load shading and keeping fish becomes a bit tricky these days. Uh, running, running a mobile uh, 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 kitchen. I have a small fridge, but it's not enough to uh, cater for you know uh, uh, extended SKU. <laughs> <laughs> so, but from time to time, uh, 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 I'll buy fish. But yeah, I make a nice grilled uh, uh, fish. Uh, we don't deep fry. The only things that we deep fry, body Russia and uh, the chipsy things like that. But the fish, uh, I, yeah. I, I can attest to that. Uh, you've also had uh, rib eye. Yeah, those are specialties. Stuff Friday, you know that uh, when I'm expecting some of my friends who say, I wanna come over and have something uh, besides quarter uh, or you know something special like uh, the 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 rib eye. Chipsy or veggies, pork sometimes, yeah. Uh, or that, you know, th- yeah. So I cook uh, anything and everything, but on my set menu, it's your beggars, dikota, uh, ribs, wings, you know, things that are uh, fast uh, to prepare, and um, they, they 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 sell fast as and well, and they can also. Fit into the concept of gaolo, uh, exactly of a street food uh, 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 concept. Uh, so, yeah, uh, and I still want to expand uh, the, the the street food concept because right now, I I think from initially when I uh, uh, started selling on a daily basis, which uh, came about because once, uh, as I was saying earlier, that I acquired the trail, I was focusing on events, and then COVID hit. And then there was no more events. And then about uh, nine, ten months into COVID, I decided to pull out the trail and put it at the corner of my street. And so body ribs, city wings wasn't going to work out much for... They work well at events because people are there to spend. They have a bigger budget than on a daily basis. On a daily basis, you want to, you know, Daily food, uh, daily street food, which was uh, well, uh, obviously quarter for uh, a South African Kasi boy. And then, you know, from quarter, then you, all the variations that Samisanale yeah. uh, Russian and chips and those. So that worked. And then, two months at, after working at the corner, Metropolis came and uh, said, I'm. Um, violating bylaws, uh, there was a complaint, and bada-boom, bada-bing. So the, the corner where I was selling is about a few, about 300 meters from my house, but it's just that there's a cave. So my house is hidden, you can't see. So the corner was perfect for, you know, footfall and in terms of visibility. But the Metropolis said, if you come back here tomorrow, we are confiscating the trailer. <laughs> so I was like, no, I can't afford to go through that process of having my trailer confiscated by Metropolis. So the next day, I put it out in front of my yard, but the house is hidden. So I had to come up with um, clever ways of sort of, uh, although I had built up a, a client base, so those people were still able to, when you know, look for me and find me. 
but uh, what helped me a lot in terms of uh, you know reaching out to customers is going online with Mr. D and Uber Eats. Then my location didn't matter anymore. How do, how is that uh, working out? Mm. Uh, it's working out very well. It's like I have three stores: um, Uber Eats, Mr. D, and the physical uh, trailer. Uh, and uh, in terms of numbers, forty uh, percent of my or thirty percent, thirty five, is f- uh, uh, people who come direct, and then about the the rest is online. So and 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 some of my customers ask me this, like you are so hidden. How are you getting customers? You know, uh, 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 or other people will say it's so quiet. That I never see anybody buying, but. Uh, I'm busy with uh, uh, the uh, scooters coming through, collecting, uh, uh, you know, uh, from very early in the morning, nine o'clock up until just before ten. Mm. Uh, so, it, 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 this technology has really uh, saved my business because there was a time where, before the, the those uh, the services were servicing my area, I was becoming despondent with the business that I must move it to a more visible place. But now that I'm online, you know, I cover close to up. Well, I think Uber covers up to ten k's. So Pimville, beyond uh, Orlando, uh, Erotin, FNB, you know, all the way Kibla Park. Uh, I, I have customers, the people that they would not have heard of uh, my business, but being online has really saved it. So f- from all the three platforms. Uh what are like the top, you know, selling items from your menu? Slay Queen is the <laughs> top selling <laughs> uh, item, and be, it's because it's the quintessential quarter. It's not fancy. It's not these uh, tower quarters with a, a whole lot of unnecessary things. It's just a basic quarter with the basic junk food quarter things. Uh, Archer. Beautiful crispy chips uh, from Mondia potatoes. Mondia, <laughs> yes. Uh, Hand picked archer. Everything hand picked. Uh, I went through a process of eliminating ingredients up until I came up with all these ingredients uh, uh, from various manufacturers, top of the range, in terms of uh, the Vienna, the Russian, the French Polony. The, it's. Uh, top of the range uh, uh, and some customers say, oh, it's like oh you can go buy or you can buy this one and be satisfied what's the point of eating junk food and becoming fat and uh, possibly possibly having a heart attack what's mm. that rather top of the range <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see in your in your um space uh there's a very impressive smoker there. Um I suppose you also smoke some of your food items. Uh from time to time. Uh smoking. It's it's an art uh, that needs uh developing. You don't just do it and then you get it right. So my first few attempts uh, I didn't get it right. Uh, so it's still work in progress. So there's nothing on the menu that is smoked, but I use it from time to time to experiment and hone in my skills uh, in terms of temperatures, uh, what wood to use. It's, uh, yeah, hopefully when, when I get there and I'm confident, then I'll uh, bring in something that uh, I've uh, smoked, uh, chicken, uh brisket, uh, you know, pulled pork. Uh, yeah, I want to do those things and, you know, cook them from scratch and, like, uh, uh, buying them uh, from the store. Did Langa actually dangle this smoker's idea? It uh, was donated you know, you by Ulang. <laughs> you know, all the time I've been invited for something smoked, I always arrive, the only thing I get is pig's ears <laughs> or the nose. And I'm told... Earlier there was brisket and chicken. I've never ran into a chicken or a brisket at his house when he's smoking. It's always... It means you arrived late. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he definitely did. Now, see, for some of the things that you... I mean, speaking about smoking, 
Um, we'll get into the herbal things later. But you also once did um, a pesto or sauces. Yes. Um, uh, please talk to through us on that. The I forgot the name, but it was, uh, it was uh, delicious. It was called. It's called because it's, it's now there. it's there. It's seasonal. It's yeah. called uh, Injomis, uh, cannabis chili pesto. Yeah. So this uh, I have to take it back uh, so that you know. It, <laughs> Paint uh, the picture for us. I think it was when 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 was it uh, allowed to grow your own uh, cannabis? Was it twenty eighteen nineteen? Yeah, I think it's somewhere there. Somewhere yeah, there, somewhere, somewhere there. there. When in your own backyard. Yeah, in your own backyard. When that happened, I started growing uh, my own. After my first uh, harvest, I had so much. I didn't. Uh, I started looking for ways to. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a chili lover, so I thought maybe something uh, in terms of an edible with chili might work. And then I googled, uh, can you make a a pesto out of uh, the leaves of a uh, cannabis. Uh, you know, it was just an idea, but when I Googled, then it's like, how oh, people are already making it everywhere in the world. Yeah. And then I looked up uh, the possible ways of doing it, the recipes, then I started experimenting. And ultimately, I came up with a, a sort of a fermented uh, chili uh, pesto, and then it's infused with the cannabis that I grow in my backyard. So th- I, I made the first batch and then posted it on uh, my WhatsApp group and then my friends were like, this looks good, we want to taste. And then uh, uh, that's how it started. And then it was COVID. Then that's how, that, that's how I survived COVID. I was still selling this. So you saying you you had the cure for COVID? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, it was no, no. Actually, I'm making a mistake. Uh, 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 this was the, the, the sales were booming just before just before just remember, before yeah. COVID. Yeah. What what uh, the herb that I was selling a lot during COVID was Unflonyani because uh, the mountain range here no, close to my house it grows there. So I was uh, uh, going out there and yeah, uh, picking and selling. So. In terms of the the chili pesto, cannabis chili pesto, that's uh, so it was around 2019, 18, 19, and then because of I didn't want to buy cannabis somewhere, which you can't, by the way, it's illegal. It's illegal. Uh, so I have to rely on my own uh, supply. So I can only grow so much yeah. within the limits of the law. So that's why it's seasonal. So it's harvest harvest time right now. So in the next few weeks, I'll be fermenting the chili. It takes about four weeks to ferment the chilies. And then once the chili has fermented, then I produce the product. I need to place my order. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you actually put it on the on the market because it's one of my favorite items at, at, your, at your joint. And... Uh, like you rightfully said, you you can't only get high from your own supply. Uh, that's, <laughs> uh, that's the product. <laughs> uh, 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 actually, the product's uh, lo- uh, uh, slogan is "What's good is a chili if it doesn't take you higher." Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I see uh, Sipo. He has also, you know, Sipo is very innovative and uh, with food and drinking. So he has a flask here, and he. Earlier he told us about how this flask, uh, we, we are ha- we're having some black label here, is keeping the, the beers cold even like 20 minutes after he's poured it. Uh, it's an ordinary flask. I mean... It's not ordinary. Oh. Flask is <laughs> it's clean, can- clean canteen. You can Google it. Okay. You can Google it. Clean canteen. Okay. So it's not a just... <laughs> no, it's not. So, uh, you know, when you said it that way, I thought you meant anyone can get an ordinary flask. Yes. You could. Beer. Or you could go for clean canteen. You can Google it. It's top of the range <laughs> flask. I've had it for several years. So that's why it keeps your beer nice and cold. Or coffee or whatever beverage. You put it in whatever temperature. It stays at the temperature for hours. So you can drink your coffee instead of having your coffee over f- uh, f- 10 minutes. You can have your coffee over an, an extended period. And then unless if you want really want that caffeine 
shot then yeah but i prefer to drink my coffee over you know two hours and it stays fresh uh same with uh, uh my beer i'm not a heavy drinker uh, i drink to the minimum so <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> you say so. Which 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 contradicts the entire podcast? I eh? know because <laughs> this guy's got seven fifty cords. Yes, so I can <laughs> on the table here. For, so if you drink to the maximum, you could have twelve in a day. So as a minimum drinker, three the whole day. Over, I, I was listening to a podcast earlier. Uh, uh, Dex Shepard. They were talking about uh, uh, Paul Newman, and he's talking about um, you know uh, the the whole lifestyle of Paul Newman. And Paul Newman used to drink twenty four beers Budweiser every morning, which is more like a American Black Label. Yeah, and yeah, twenty four Budweiser every morning. Then that that maybe like seven o'clock. At ten o'clock, it's done. Then he puts his head in ice, like a bowl of ice, and then he's <laughs> sharp. Yeah, 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 I yeah. know. Uh, uh, you've got your flask that you, you drink, uh, your ngutus, but you don't have 24, but it lasts you the whole day and can even last you the next day. That's what you said. When you wake up, it's nice and cold, which is, that's the part I, I can't believe. You said it's like, it's like the first time you pour a beer. You know that first... Beer pour is like the best thing after, well, I was going to say after <laughs> after sex. <laughs> that first that first one, it's, it's amazing. So how is that true? <laughs> it's true. The flask works. Okay, you said it was? Let me uh, get Clean that. Canteen. K-L-E-A-N K-A-N-T-E-E-N. Oh, they must make me an ambassador. Yeah, I also just learned a new concept. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> you can have chili-infused black label, which is another story behind this flask. Apparently, yeah. Uh, since I also I have I my chilies growing in my garden, uh, you can actually infuse a beer with a chili. There was a guy who used to make a craft beer with a, a, a chili-infused craft beer. I met him once when I was selling my cannabis chili at one of the markets of food festivals and he made a uh, so we connected on a chili level uh yeah he was making that chili infused beer although i didn't taste the chili so i thought one of the days with my uh, when i saw one of these chili looking nice on the tree like maybe i can pop one into a nicely poured beer and then i did and it was interesting it still it doesn't change in terms of taste. It's still a nice beer, but the after uh, taste, not after taste. The what do they say in wine terms? Um, that yeah, yeah, we, that we after thing. Yeah. yeah, that after thing is uh, has a spicy chili, you know, tinkle on your uh, tongue and uh, throat. So it, I don't know, it makes the beer. Uh, interesting but it's obviously for people who love chili but yeah beside uh, yeah the weed itself and and this chili is there anything that you grow from in terms of your food supplies that you grow from your own garden only herbs uh, my god my there's not enough space to grow anything for commercial reasons so uh, it's the chili. Uh, the uh, I have rosemary. I used to have thyme until my gardeners took it out. Luckily, they know my trees uh, because somebody was going to die if they took out <laughs> my tree. They took out my thyme. Uh, I used to have parsley, but currently I have rosemary and mint, which I hardly use. My back. Uh, my, my my neighbor at the back has lemons, uh, and I pick some. He's, he doesn't use them. He said I can have them, so I take some lemons when I'm for for my the the, the wings. Yeah, so, so sometimes I squeeze lemon when it's in season or the tree is full. Otherwise, I'm forced to buy. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
No, no, that's, that's great. You also mentioned uh, you got wings on your... Yes, I, I, I buy wings, marinate them, and yeah, when you buy, then I grill them. Wings and chips. Oh, okay. So, uh, so the chips uh, <laughs> feature everywhere. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> it sounds like it's a... <laughs> what do they call it? It's a stable diet. It's a stable it is, diet it or signature dish it's, uh, for your menu items. It's one of the best uh, uh, chips uh, in in this area, in Naturena. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's good. Uh, I, and uh, I don't know how other people get the chips wrong because some people do. And I don't know. It's it beats me. How can you get something so simple wrong? But I suppose it's like a pub. Uh, you know, it's such a simple dish to make. Yeah. But you can get it wrong mm. still. I I, so I still want to go back to the quarter world because uh, you know there's some people out there that still put uh, eggs in quarters. Yeah, you can uh, put an egg. But it's uh, I feel it's sacrilegious to even yeah. put a, nah. a cucumber. Yeah, that lettuce, that one, lettuce, lettuce and cucumber, <laughs> tomatoes, know, no, no, no. chakalaka. You know, there was a quarter festival that you you were there uh, in yeah, Soweto, and there were people that even were putting mautuana in quarters. So, yeah. what are the do's and don'ts of a quarter? That's the thing about food. There's no do's and don'ts. You do what you like. You know, if you want to put Mautuan, if you want to put Mohodu, if you want to, I don't know, Masocha, or it's up to you. It's food. There's no wrong or right. It's all about what you love, what you uh, uh, prefer. I might not like uh, what you like, but it doesn't mean you are wrong. It's food. Uh, but I'm know. sure your, your customers will kill you if yeah, you uh, have to do See, to the quarter market is wide open. So mm, I'm targeting the OG. The, the the connoisseur yeah yeah the, the yeah, real the, 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 the real the one <coughs> you know so that's that's my then there's people who are targeting people who want fancy quarters with mayo and coleslaw yeah. and mm. uh, and they enjoy it it's fine coleslaw <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, 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 you know like <laughs> you you get people who you know when they're drinking a glass of wine yes. it's like from one sip they can tell you which wine farm yes. <laughs> the grapes come from. Yes. So <laughs> and they tell you, you know, this one has got a bit more spice. Or the, the 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 barrel is is old and yeah. yeah. And I'm the, targeting those. People. And the wine might start stared it anti-clockwise yes. to that detail. <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm targeting those type of people, but in relation to God. But now, Sipo, in in the quarter world. Where are quarters gonna go in ten, fifteen years time? Um, you know, you, we haven't quite commercialized the quarter in in the food sense, like a burger, the Americans, mm. or or a pizza. They tell okay, maybe Italians didn't make pizza. Uh, that's an argument for another day. Where is the quarter going, and where is y- where is Gaolo going? Will we see Gaolo uh, at Centen Food Food Market Food? Court. Food court. Yes, yeah. that's that's where it's going. That's uh, that's my vision. Uh, so, when I, especially in, in in terms of uh, the uh, the quarter, I was going. Uh, I want to go. Uh, actually, when I started, I wanted to create a product. You yes. know, get the taste right, get everything right. I, I'm at that stage where. The product is done. Uh, I've found the sources, uh, all the ingredients. You know, it's it's working. I'm not changing anything. Uh, you know, so the next level is uh, in terms of commercializing is uh, a packaging. It's difficult to pack a quarter because traditionally, cookers you just wrap it and you know it's on the go. But uh, that doesn't work well when you have a uh, like when a delivery service like Mr. D, you have to package the food in a way that it still arrives in the way that somebody can snap an Instagram. I learned that the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, so if a person cannot, the quarter comes now looking like it went through a car accident. It's not uh, that's the the way it's traditionally packaged, Kokas. If you you know it just comes up all messy when it. So I'm wake I'm I'm working on a nice packaging uh, uh, that will 
So currently I use styrofoam, uh, uh, just normal styrofoam. It helps in terms of, you know, uh, uh, space. The, the, the trailer is small when you are preparing. There's no sp- enough space to keep uh, a lot of... So the styrofoam works well and it protects uh, the gutter good enough. Uh, you know, so I'm, I've been exploring ways of creating something that will package it nicely and brand it nicely. And then from there, you know, uh, take it to the market. Uh, so that's the future that, that you are asking about that. How is it going to, how be, wha- what's going to happen in the, uh, you know, in terms of commercialization for me is, you know, that whole process. I've created the product. Now it's packaging and uh, proper branding. And uh, I suppose <coughs> from my side, I think the other part is the, the cooking speed. I mean, it takes a good 10 minutes to make a good quarter. Where if you are in the, f- let's call it, you call, you call it street food, but you're in the, s- in the fast food mm. industry where you want to you wanna get that quarter in two minutes. Is that still possible? Um, <coughs> it's it's possible uh, with a pre preparation of or, or of sorts, uh, and if everything goes well, you know, like for instance, uh, if you look at uh, systems like uh, McDonald's, you know, when you have uh, the footfall that matches uh, with that preparation time every time after you've prepared so that the food doesn't sit there waiting to be bought for yeah. 15 20 30 minutes an hour yeah. you know yeah. so because uh, especially with uh, 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 chips uh, fre- uh, from fresh potatoes you have to pre-cook them and uh, up to 80 percent or so so that when somebody comes then you finish uh, the 20 minute the, the, the 20 percent of cooking and which can happen within a space of three to five minutes. Yeah. So that that can, but if those same chips now, if you don't have customers coming through and they sit there, now it's gonna be almost like you are selling yesterday's chips. And some customers can tell that, and they'll say, "Nah, but these chips are old." And you say, "No, but I cooked them today." But only that you cook them. Uh, almost an hour and a half bef- uh, earlier you know so it, it it can happen that you you know the the turnaround time is uh, of producing one quarter is uh, reduced you know so it also depends on the ingredients but most of the stuff is uh, you know processed meats so Definitely, uh, the the only thing that really takes time is the chip, and which is the thing that actually, um, wha- one of the things that contributes probably up to fifty percent of what makes a good god is the chip. Then the re- the bread obviously has to be fresh, uh, and then high quality, uh, uh cold meats, your French bologna, uh, whatever else you you might be using. Uh, those I find that menu a lot of manufacturers sort of get them right, but the only the thing that most manufacturers of these processed meats don't get right is the Russian and the Vienna. Yeah, but the Vienna here, yeah. the Vienna here, is, yeah, is one of the best that I've tasted. Go it's because it has it has pork, <laughs> divine swine. <laughs> <laughs> Go, going back to the you know commercial aspect of your business. You sound very meticulous in how you you want to present, you know, Gaulo as 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 an establishment. I you sound like you never consider franchising because um, you want certain things to be done in a specific way. Uh, all these uh, things that I'm going through, uh, it's. For in, in in preparing, because before you franchise, you must have everything must be in place so that you sell somebody a plug and play. But you must go through the process of making sure that the things plugs in place first before you get. Uh, so it's it's something that's there in the future, hopefully. Uh, 
uh, in terms of possible expansion business models. Uh, it's one of the ways, uh, and that the gets to a, a, a point where in the expansion process, uh, franchising is the only solution that will take the business forward. Yeah. Uh, so, in your um, opening remarks, you, you, you made mention of the fact that you used to set up for events. Is that something that you still do now, or you strictly selling from where you're selling from at the moment? Uh, I choose specific events that I feel will uh, be will bring in the revenue required because I already have a client base. Uh, because currently I've uh, this trailer. If I have to go to an event, it means uh, my everyday site closes. Uh, so, but uh, uh, but events are good because what you make in one day at an event is the kind of money that you might make in a week of everyday selling. So, uh, but the dynamics uh, are different, you know. So obviously, I'm I would like to gear myself up to where I'll be able to still uh, do events regularly uh, without uh, you know having worrying that uh, I'm, I'm closing one outlet and, uh, you know, going uh, to an event. So I'm still very much, uh, the, the, uh, obvious, the, the one that I like the most, uh, that's quite lucrative, is uh, Soweto Kota Festival. It has the numbers. Uh, it's properly organized. Uh, you know, uh, the stalls are not exorbitant. Uh, so it it, it works. Uh, other events, event organizers, uh, you know, they the stalls are expensive. They may not necessarily have the numbers, so it's it, it, it's a, a gamble. So you don't want to go to an event having stocked up for ten, fifteen thousand uh, type of event, and then you find that there's few people where you come back with stock. So yeah, uh, but I I events can be lucrative, uh, properly done. No, um, thank you very much. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I should definitely come back for, what do you call it? What do you call that fish menu? Presbyterian. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Presbyterians love fish. <laughs> so every time I order fish, I'm referred to as a Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Is, is, is it some kind of a underground Christian movement? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like. No, no, be, before we offend people, uh, Sipo, obviously, uh, please plug yourself. Uh, where can people find you? Where can they... Uh, contact you can they order on uber is yeah you can order obviously those services are a distance based if you are in the south of johannesburg within like a five kilometer up radius from around Southgate, yeah then you can use those uh, platforms uh, otherwise you can visit uh, this actual trailer at number 12 crystal avenue naturena uh, we are available on social media platforms as Gaulo Street Food. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, we're going to announce a new sponsor coming soon. Uh, that should be next week, right, Larry? Yeah, from next week. Uh, it's only befitting. Yes. Uh, yeah, but uh, we'll give you more details um, next week. But I think from the past two episodes uh, both hosts made mention of a very popular mobile bar um, yeah, yeah don't give it away don't give it away <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for the next no. <laughs> you must just stay tuned uh, yeah. for that uh, official announcement yeah uh, you know you have to close out with a joke <laughs> I told the joke, la the joke last week yeah, okay, let's ask Sipo for a joke. He, he has to give like a, a proper bar joke. I don't have a bar joke. Ah, Sipo, it's pretty Honestly, my jokes, the, my jokes, my jokes are uh, on the spot. They, they, they are freestyle and my style is not free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a joke enough. That's a joke on its own. <laughs> That's a joke on its own. Yeah, so as per tradition, we play out with a song. 
obviously, Sipo. Uh, I didn't choose it. Yeah, we, we choose a song for you that's befitting of you. So, but like my m- musical taste and yours, you yeah, are it's I know commercial. I'm deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we have to go with what is offered on Spotify. So we are going out with Bob Marley, Redemption. Oh my God! <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Triumphantly, won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Cause all I ever have redemption songs, redemption songs. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. Have no fear for atomic energy, cause none of them can stop the time. How long shall they kill our prophets while we stand aside and look? Some say it's just a part of it. We've got to fulfill the book. Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Cause all I ever had redemption songs, redemption songs. Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our mind Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them cannot stop at the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Yes, some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom is all I ever had. Redemption songs, all I ever had. Redemption song, these songs of freedom, songs of freedom.